0: well good evening ladies and gentlemen we are we are back with a very special kind of uh interpolation if you know what that word is uh, kind of a, a interruption I guess will be the better word into our normal scheduled podcast we've been doing this phantom defense course which have been a lot of fun uh, we've actually gotten some interesting feedback on some of them uh, so definitely um, you know uh, keep talking with us on stuff like that uh, but we had a very special uh, kind of week this week or at least a couple of us on the on the uh Phantom correspondence did. Uh, myself and Red Lanyard Al uh, have uh, have finished the last of us part two. Uh, and so we just thought that this was time for a, a uh, podcast on uh, all the emotions and everything that I the wise sage am dealing with that Red Lanyard is dealing with um that we just can't put into an article uh, i will plug real quick there will be an article up tomorrow more like if not tomorrow than sunday uh basically we're giving it to our eic uh he's got a couple things that when you do some um you know some uh hyperlinks and stuff like that that i always let him do because he's better at that than i am uh but the article uh you know um is is coming out of your tomorrow or sunday it'll be a completely spoiler free review uh written by me i think um al i think you were planning on doing one at some point or maybe thinking about it i don't know if you still are um but anyway you'll have that one really quick and the reason i'm making that is because this is definitely going to be a, a spoiler cast um there's definitely going to be a um a part in this podcast where we are going to be discussing um the gigantic spoilers that happen in this game—they're uh, just like epic moments that, you know, we need to talk about, with people. Uh, I've, uh, Al, have you like, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've been feeling the same way, but for for about a week, you know, I've just been feeling like uh, I'm about to burst uh, with things I have to say about this game, but I don't—I'm not safe saying them to anybody because I don't want to spoil it for anybody.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, um, um, it's wild because like I'm in a weird place where like. I- I'm usually the person in like a given friend group who plays games late, um, but this is one of the few times that um, my only friend who was playing this game at the same time I was um, is you. Um, every every other friend I have, which I primarily hang out with people who play video games, every yeah. other every other friend I have has not has all played this game yet. So so I've been feeling the same. I've just kind of been like ah. Need to talk about this, but I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So, no, I'm right there with it.
0: Well, it it is interesting uh, you say that uh, because the the news has come out. uh, It came out here yesterday. I don't know all the days are blending together for me right now. But uh, yesterday it came out that it is the fastest selling PS4 exclusive. Uh, God of War eventually had that title. Uh, Last of Us has beaten that. I'm not overtly shocked by that. Um, the only thing that kind of shocks me on that something I think we'll get in later is that a lot of the early reviews, although it's got a fantastic Metacritic score right now, but a lot of the early reviews that came out for it, uh, particularly the ones from Kotaku, uh, Polygon, uh, I'm not, they're not negative, but they're definitely in this idea of like how this, uh, the, the word that he's coming up with misery, how this game is just a, a, a just a, a, basically a trudge to get through. Um, and so, like, with, with that in mind, you know, just, uh, like I said, with more thoughts on this, uh, uh, but overall, good game, bad game, masterpiece, bust, where, where, where are you at on this game? Man, that's a good question.
1: Um, um, again, these impressions right now, spoiler free, I'm not going to go into details. Yeah. Um, First, I want to say, this is a game that, if you want to have an opinion on it, you need to play it, because <laughs> um, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird uh, misconceptions and misinformation going around about it. If you want to have an opinion on this game, you need to play it. I think people in general who like video games who try to think of video games as as an artistic venue Um, really need to play this game Um, as well as the first one especially Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm very glad I played it I think overall it was a good video game experience Um, the gameplay for me just from a mechanical standpoint gameplay for me is a 10 out of 10 which I don't give a lot of games. Um, I think about the game and the gameplay mechanics in The Last of Us 2, and like I've come to the conclusion that I don't think there's anything about the gameplay I would change, which is very rare <laughs> for me to have that opinion. The gameplay is a 10 out of 10. Um, I don't think the story is as good as part one, but um, very few things in this world are if I'm being honest, because the story in The Last of Us Part 1 was just astronomically incredible. Um, so yeah, that's about where I'm at. That's as that's as much as I can say without getting into spoilers, so I'll stop myself yeah. there and save anyone trouble. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Josh, what did you think?
0: So yeah, I, I, I'm... A, so it's funny because you kind of echo uh, a Video Game Donkey, who I will... I will always endorse Video Game Donkey, who I think is just a... A fantastic uh, purveyor of content right now. Uh, there's there's a few that I will always endorse. Video game Dunkey's one of them. Uh, even when I don't agree with him totally. Uh, one of the things he says though is, you know, he talks about the fact uh, that so many people were downing this game before it came out, and then he goes, he shows the the Metacritic score where it's like 95, and he goes, and that's why you actually have to play the game before you review it. And he's he's absolutely correct, and you're correct um, that if your opinions are being swayed by uh some of the reviews or some of the ideas um this is a game that in my opinion uh, um if you are at all interested in the idea of video games truly ascending to that artistic level that we put um, movies tv and and out in literature on um if, if you if you're interested in video games as a literature this is a game you have to play um and I was, and it's similar to the first one because the game is attempting to do things that most games don't try. Now, here's what I will say about that, though. Okay, um, is that there are points in this game where uh, you are going to be, I mean, unless you're unless you're just like a you know dead inside human, there's going to be points in this game where you're going to want to put the controller down and
1: mm. walk
0: away for a bit. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and I think uh, and, and like we're gonna talk about all those points here in a bit. Um, but uh, you talked about the gameplay, like the to one gameplay. One of the things I brought up, and you'll laugh at this, Al, because if you if you watched my Mortal Kombat stream, you know, so there was a big point where I was talking about like, the level design and everything and, and Al <laughs> while, while I was getting beat up by a new Cybot and Al, you know, <laughs> made, made a pretty classic joke about that. Um, but but that was one of the things that that once again, if if you are a fan of uh in um you know interesting level design in games um you know this this is one that stands out uh it's not an open world game per se um because and and honestly i'm glad it isn't because i think the the way that they've designed all of the little playgrounds for lack of a better term for you to to go around in uh if it had been open world i think you would have lost a lot of detail and one of the things I love about this game is, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, out or if you were even tempting, and maybe maybe you can counteract me, but I put thirty minutes in or thirty thirty hours into this game, uh, and I don't remember going into an interior section that was that looked the same, where they yeah. wasn't trying to tell a story, yeah. um, you know, because like there's several moments where you go in hotels, and you know, I mean, Seattle is has a lot of has a lot of pretty famous hotels, and there's several moments where you go into what are synchron mimics of those hotels uh, without using the names and things like that. And so you would think like you know like every hotel would you know like just be you know we'll just copy and paste but like you know you go in one hotel and you know you you see the you see the aftermath of you know of a uh, of a seraphite massacre. You go into another hotel you know and you see like a uh, where like a little community had been set up. Stuff like that just over and over and over again always impressed me. And so the world building they did, I think is just phenomenal. Uh, and on that alone, you know I mean I think this is a, this is a masterpiece level game to me. Um, I would agree with you uh, and, and, and I'll say this as, a, as, a, as an intro into the fact that we're, we're about to go into spoilers. I would agree with you the story isn't as good as the first one. With this caveat, I sometimes wonder if this story some is a little too subtle for its own good, and I know that that's a weird thing to say, <laughs> considering all of the people you kill, all of the death and destruction that happens in this game, uh, that you see and all of the big epic moments. But I do think there are very subtle parts of this game, linking it back to the first one, uh, that lead me to believe that that. There's there's parts of the story that I don't think people are grasping when they when they yeah. just say this is misery porn. This is you know this is just you know there's no humanity in this. There's no goodness in this. You know, and I think there's subtle aspects of this that I think people are missing. And so I can't. I, I, we're gonna talk about the story definitely. Uh, we're gonna talk about aspects of the story. Uh, I I have I, I have this. I want you to say because there's one thing I don't like about this game. Uh uh, just overall. But I want you to tell me, uh, Al, if if you can just pick one thing that just like annoyed you over the thirty hours of this game, uh, can you think of one thing that just like just like you would like take out of the game totally if you could?
1: Um, my <laughs> the first response that comes to mind is spoiler-filled, so I won't say that one.
0: Well, um... <laughs> I know we got issues with the pacing, and like I I, I have issues <laughs> too, so we'll talk about that. But like, but I meant like from the gameplay standpoint.
1: From the gameplay standpoint, yeah.
0: I really, man, I really
1: don't think so. Which again is a weird thing for me to say because I'm usually someone who has like th- the highest standard of gameplay mechanics st- to the point where I'll admit I can be very nitpicky. i um, and petty sometimes, but like last well, was like without getting into specifics, um. I got here's the thing I got frustrated with the combat at times but those times I got frustrated I got frustrated with myself because I knew I I didn't go about it the right way it's that kind of thing like there really isn't anything I would change about the combat Um, I think it would be a a crime to change anything about the exploration, because I think this game does exploration, um, and like the actual like survival side of these kinds of games, I think th- this game does those things better than anything else I've ever played before. Um, um, other than stuff as far, other than stuff that's in like the story, other than like some narrative elements that would change. I really don't think there's anything in the gameplay I would change to be honest. Like it's 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 that good. I had that good of an experience with
0: it. I, I I'd agree with you, okay, except for one thing, okay? Um I hate everything about the dogs in this game. Um mm, yeah. Every yeah. Um, everything about <laughs> them. Okay, and, and, and here here here's where I have to do something that is very difficult for me. There was a point within our group chat, Al, where uh, the lost a member of the fandom correspondence—I guess we would call him uh, Nick—had <laughs> mentioned that when, when because GameStop released this thing where it's like, um, it's in a hard world where you're going to have to kill dogs, and and Two Naughty Dogs credit that came out said we really were not trying to promote that you have to kill dogs. Okay, like that was not <laughs> something that we were like. This is a part of our game. Okay. And But Nick correctly predicted, in my opinion, that it was going to be something that was used to be edgy just for the sake of edgy. Mm. And in my opinion, the way the dogs are done in this game is edgy for the sake of edgy. Mm. And here's the example. And and I'm not not going to to mention any of this because at this point, some of this will be a spoiler. There's a part, though, and and I don't know if you have the same problem. I did, okay? But there's a part in this game where you're going around and the exact same dog that has a name gets sent after you, okay? And I killed this dog seven times, I counted. And every (laughs) single time, every single time I did, every single time I did, okay? All right, every single time I did, the owner of the dog would give out this just horrid scream and, you know, like, yell in just, you know, agony the name of that dog. And the entire time I'm thinking, like, Nolly dog, if you want me to feel bad about this, okay, then maybe have that owner be a little less, you know, uh, a a little less uh, trigger happy when it comes to sending his dog against someone that has killed fifteen of his compatriots already. Because at that point, like you know, when that happens, you know, like I mean, I they the only way that the only way you will attack a dog is if someone sees you, and if they see you by by just the general idea of this game, by that point, you're carrying a shotgun, a two pistols, a bow, and probably whatever, like, gigantic, uh, you know, uh, hand-to-hand combat weapon you have. And everyone sees that, if they see you, and yet they still send the dog, and then act horrified when I don't let the dog chew my face off. <laughs> and so I just thought that was ridiculous. And then, of course, later on, this will come in the story, but like they really try to hammer home yeah. the idea of you know <laughs> yeah. of the dogs, okay? And yeah. it's just a to me, it, 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 it's just like it, it's the only part of this. It's not the only part, but it's 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 the least subtle part of this game. Mm. And I was just like, I don't need this hammered over my head anymore, <laughs> you know? And uh, and 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 so like I just yeah. And and I kind of wonder when GameStop brought that out, if like you know, some of the directors were like, maybe we should have pulled back on that a little, you know, <laughs> because because it, it really is no one's going to play this game and not be you know affected some way by that because it's it, it's like it, it's a very, you know, when you when you take out the dog, it's a very you know, th- there's there's no way to do it in a nice way, you know. Yeah. Uh So, it's, so yeah. it's funny. It's funny that
1: you bring up the dogs because. um I was the other day. Um, I was about. I was almost at the end of the game essentially, and um, I texted. Um, I texted one of my good friends about the game, just kind of asking him if he had played any of it yet, um, if he would gotten the chance to with work and stuff like that. And he was just like, "I haven't downloaded, but I haven't um, started it yet." Um, and then the next thing he texted me was, "I'm trying to mentally prepare myself to kill a dog." And I, and I was just like, yeah, hey, you know what, man, it's, a, it's, it's fair enough. I feel you, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the you know, the, they're, they're annoying in a lot of ways, I think, you know, because they, what they add to it is this, uh, as far as an enemy goes, it's like, you know, you, you, you've got your scent trails now and you've got to, you know, if they catch it, you have to move or else you're going to get eaten. Like, there's like, I mean, it's just, it, it got to a point where I told Jake, it's like, you know, if if if, so, if if I hear someone go, you got something there, boy, I just prepare myself to, you know, have my throat ripped out by a dog in 10 seconds because it just, it gets to that point. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it just, it's just, it's one of those things where I just thought it was, it, 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 you know, for a game that, for a game that, uh, you know, tries to be extremely adult, but not in the Grand Theft Auto type of way, Mm. um uh, it's it, it's just it's just it's, it just it's hammers you over the head uh so yeah so that that was the one issue i have with the game uh but other than that yeah i agree with you i think uh gameplay is pretty genius um you know every you know the game's a masterpiece uh you should play it uh, i don't give ratings to games like on a 10 point score or whatever it's just like i think you should play this game if you like video games you should play it um we're ready to move into spoiler territory. You think Al, is there anything else you want to say?
1: Um, there is not. No, um, anything else? Oh, uh, again, I've avoided talking about this game cause I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. So all of that is about to unleash. So if you yeah, haven't played... this, this <laughs> is the moment.
0: I mean, I'm giving you we, we, me and Al, we are giving you, you know, ample time. Now, uh, you, you've got, you've got our opinion. You're gonna have a review, uh, so you'll have all the Phantom correspondence parts you need, you know, to come up, you know, with with our opinion on what we think the game is without spoilers. From here on out, we're going in spoiler territory, and everything we're gonna talk about, if you don't know, is going to uh, would would ruin the game for you. Uh, so so yeah, um, so okay, so here here's a spoiler. I'm gonna give you five seconds to turn it off. Okay. Here's the deal. So, within 2 hours of this game, you are upended. Mm. Your goal is killed. Okay? Ooh. Um I I don't know about you. I expected him to to die in this game. I did. I expected I, mm. that was kind of an ex, an expectation I had um particularly with the way <laughs> the marketing seemed to be placing uh, Ellie as the, you know, as mm-hmm. the forefront <laughs> character, which I thought was perfectly acceptable. Uh, and is actually my biggest issue with the game is I honestly, I don't think it is Ellie's game in a lot of ways, but mm. we'll get to that. Of course. We'll but the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the marketing places Ellie front and center. So with that in mind, you know, I, uh, I really thought, uh, Joel would die. What I did not think was that he would die within the first, uh, basically two hours of the game. What, what was how was what was your experience with that? Were you expecting that at all in the first two hours, or, you know, how, how did you how did you experience it, that?
1: Right. So, um, I was kind of s- s- similar to the expectations you had. Again, um, just from the marketing, I figured Ellie would be uh, front and center um, of the game. Um, so I. <laughs> it's funny. I expected, I had two expectations going in. I expected Joe to die at some point. Um, I didn't have any bets or or called any shots on when. Um, and I ex- I expected Joe to die at some point, and I expected someone. I had no idea who. Um, I expected someone to die early on because I figured that was the safest way to add stakes to the story. Right, Um, My earliest call for someone who was going to die, because you kind of go through the whole Joel and Tommy um, are out on a scouting thing, and they get tied up uh, with these mysterious people. Uh, My early call was that, uh, at that point, was that Tommy was going to die, and Joel would get captured, and kind of the... The impetus of the story, kind of the driving force of the narrative, would be Ellie trying to track them down and rescue Joe. I thought it would, I thought it was shaping up to be a rescue driven game. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yeah. <laughs> As anybody who's played the first two hours of the game would do. Yeah. I was wrong. Um, in hindsight, at the time, my, my gut reaction was this is too early um the more i played of the game the more i kind of understood what they were going for and the more i kind of was just like okay i kind of see why they made the decision to kill him so early um that understanding kind of came to a halt at one point of the game which again i'm sure we'll get to but um in hindsight i don't have a problem with that decision again at the time when i saw it happen i was my gut reaction was this is this is too early for this um, also because I didn't understand what happened up earlier in the cutscene because I thought they killed Tommy. I thought I thought Tommy was done for I thought dude stabbed him in the eye through the brain I thought he was I thought it was done for. So it was yeah. just like this this is a lot this is almost too much like this is almost just kind of like a shock value kind of cutscene going on but as time went on, I kind of understood what they were going for um, and now finishing the game um, I don't think it was a bad call. I think it was a surprise, but um, I don't think it was a bad call.
0: Um, no, I, I don't. Uh, so, so my my me and Jake, uh, our assumptions were the same. Uh, was that um, was before I even played the game? My assumption was Dina would would be the one that was killed. Mm. Um, and then and then I had the same assumption you did because as it's happening, my thought process is. They're not gonna kill Joel. I mean, come on. You know, I mean that—that's kind of your like <laughs> you have this you have this like Game of Thrones moment almost with it, where you're like, surely, you know, like this is not, you know, they, they're not gonna do this, you know, um, you know, Joel is, you know, very much a driving force in the first game, I think, you know, and and uh, uh, and of course, and and I've stated a lot of times, I, Joel's probably. He's probably my favorite character in the history of video games. Uh, I just love uh, what he what he what he is, uh, and and uh, and the story that that was told about him. Um, but and so like when it happened, like I was really kind of pissed there for a bit. Um, looking back on it now, uh, if they had done Dina or Tommy, there's the emotional connection's not there with those two characters. Right. It had to be right. Joel. It, it it had to be. Um, it had to, it had to, and, and, and in a lot of ways to tell a story they wanted to tell, it had to happen this way. Um, so I was very much, um, I was very shocked. Um, you know, and of course I'm still kind of dealing with it. Uh, I think I told you before <laughs> I had, I, I do, I've got 1200 words written about, you know, Joel being my. Uh, favorite video game character of all time. And at one point I just told Jake and he had no clue. What I was talking about, I was like, I'm just going to put that on the back burner for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, because like, cause now I think, I, you know, the, the, this changes is everything. A lot of what changes is everything. Um, and, and we're, I, I don't want to go quite to the story yet, but, um, because of Joel dying and how he dies, um, they're able to do those powerful flashback scenes, which I think are some of the best scenes in the whole game. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, because they add to this, um, they add, they add to the mythology of Ellie and Joel and what that relationship means. And a lot of people's questions at the end of the first one were, you know, what will Ellie do? You know, like, does Ellie know, you know, like she's not dumb. I think, I think she has a, she has a suspicion. Right, uh, that something wrong happened at the Firefly camp, uh, or something very right happened, in my opinion. But he, but whatever, oh, I'll get that later. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but but um but um I think she has a suspicion of that. She I think she knows Joel's lied to him, and 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 so with the flashbacks, you get to see that happen over years. You know, in and in, in my opinion, in a very real way. And I also think, um. You know, not to cut too much into the ending, because I think we need to talk a lot about the ending. But I also think the way it's resolved was a very um, realistic and moving way of how to resolve it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if it had been just like, you know, I finally forgive you now, all that. It just, it's just not true to the story of the game, and it's not true to life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I, I thought that was... So yeah, overall, it's the right decision. Doesn't mean... Uh, It doesn't hurt um, any less Uh, because, like I said, it's uh, um, it's it's a character I really fell in love with. Uh, And 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 I think it's I think it's something to say uh, about this game, about the power of the characterization. Um, I don't think I've ever been as affected in a video game by death as I was by Joel's Mm. and uh, I can't think of one. I mean, closest would probably be Marston at the end of Red Dead Redemption, but yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, yeah. but even that is like, I mean, it's it, it's not like this, you know.
1: Right. Uh, so, right.
0: so yeah, um, so yeah. All right. With that in mind, <laughs> since we're talking about his death, we got to talk about his killer, and in my opinion, the major issue with the game, uh, we got to talk about Abby. Um, so. <laughs> In my opinion, in a game filled with, um, cannibals, um, you know, um, evil cultists, uh, insane militia groups, um, what I believe to be slavers at the end, um, you know, in my opinion, the most evil act that happens, um, uh, across, across both games, is Abby killing Joel. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because it is a, um, it's a extremely premeditated act that has um, that, um, that there's, that's, that's, that's completely unnecessary in all all honesty. Um, Even if you, even if you get on the idea, even if you get to the point you know, and and, and, and here's what, I, and this is where the subtlety part comes in for me. Um, I don't think Naughty Dog. There's a lot of there's a lot of people I'm reading that talk about Abby's road to redemption. I don't think Naughty Dog redeems Abby at all. In my, in, in, when they're telling this story, I don't think he's redeemed at the end. I'm not saying my opinion on her didn't change towards the end, but I don't think there's any type of like redemptive moment for her at the end if there's a redemptive moment it's for ellie it's not really for abby and um and the reasoning i have for that is because when when he kills when she kills joel if you remember al the whole reason she has the ability to kill joel is because joel saved her useless butt you know Mm -hmm. literally you know what 20 minutes before is that Mm -hmm. uh, just about that Yep. You know, because yep. when going through the game, like, I mean, she's dead. I mean, I, my assumption was, oh, you know, like when, when that when that breaks, the fence breaks down, my assumption was I'm about to see this girl get ripped to pieces. And I don't really know why because I don't know anything about this girl. <laughs> but, like, you know, that was my assumption. And, of course, Joel shows up because that's what he does. He's always there. And he shows up and saves her. And so the idea, okay, that Joel will save your life and then you turn around and decide, to kill him in a slow, painful, agonizing way, to me, is like as far as you can go uh, as, as an evil act uh, that, is, that is perpetrated in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so with that in mind, I was really very upset to find out that roughly, I would say, honestly, I'll, tell me I'm wrong. I would say 40 to 45% of this game is Abby's. Is that correct?
1: uh Uh, yeah yeah i would agree with that estimate um i've got (laughs) i've got a lot to say about abby
0: uh so so, in in general okay Uh, in in general we, we do have a lot to talk about her um i will say this first i think gameplay wise she's a great choice she gives you a really different style of gameplay her gameplay her mechanics tree and everything is really different um but other than that, I have real problems with how she's presented in this game, mm-hmm. and with her role in this game. Uh, I'll turn it to you then. What, what? What do you? What say? Say what can you say about Abby? Yeah, Pre- um, Pre- I'll
1: be happy to. Um, so, um, I will say I do want to go off um, just a bit, <laughs> but people won't allow me to. I do want to go off on just a little bit of a tangent. Um, First, before I talk about the contents of the game, because there's a lot to talk about in the game. And I do want to talk about the game because the game um, again overall I think is is a unique um experience. Um but I can't talk this I can't talk about this game without talking about the developer first. Um so Hottie Dog, um I think they're a good video game company. I don't like all of their games. Um, I've said before on previous podcasts, I've talked about it and stuff I've written for the website. I don't like the Uncharted games. Over time, I've opened myself up to the possibility that the problem could be me (laughs) with the Uncharted games. But I don't don't like the Uncharted games. I like... I like other games they made. I obviously love The Last of Us Part 1. I really enjoyed The Last of Us Part 2. I think there's a lot of stuff they do. I think um, um, I think the game developers, the actual individuals they have in that studio, are some of the elite of developers in the whole world just because of how much they care about their games and how much uh, work they put into them to make sure they're high quality. Um, Naughty Dog the Studio needs to shut the hell up about this game. (laughs) Um, And what I mean by that is that you've got got a game that, with the exception possibly, and I'm not even totally convinced about this, with the exception possibly of Cyberpunk coming out this year, you have a game that's the most anticipated game of the year, in a year that is chock full of big game releases, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he dropped two trailers about the game. I think. I think it was only two. Um, people who have The Last of Us Part Two on their radar played, or at least played a portion of The Last of Us Part One, so they know what they're getting into. Um, just stop. <laughs> like, just I feel like so many of. Of the preconceptions that people had about this game, um, a lot of them, in my opinion, were very inaccurate. But I think a lot of them were fueled by the fact that Naughty Dog would not shut up about this game. They just, at some point, less is more when you're trying to advertise your game. Like you had developers up to months before the release. You had, and I don't want to say the developers themselves. I'm sorry. At least the PR people and Naughty Dog. We're releasing online statements like, now look, y'all, we're taking this seriously. When you kill a person in The Last of Us Part 2, we want you to feel the guilt of yeah. taking a human life. I mean, we yeah. want you we want you to feel that visceral shut shut up. Let yeah. people play the game for themselves. Like <laughs> just just let your it felt the two months leading up to the release of The Last of Us Part Two. Felt like the scene in Thor Ragnarok where Asgard is destroyed, and not two seconds pass p- before a joke is made. It's just like let your let your let your product breathe <laughs> for <laughs> just like five seconds. Like I don't know, I got I got so annoyed with n- Hottie Dog over the course of the advertisement of this game, and I feel like a lot of the problems that people have with the game, even if they're. Um, even if they're inaccurate, even if uh, they're based on wrong information or misconceptions, I think a lot of that they kind of fuel themselves with just feeling the need to talk about how serious of a game it was. I don't know. I don't know. I think that might that. be
0: fair. Um, I remember, I remember sitting. Uh, I was I was house sitting for my cousin. And I remember when the first trailer, first trailer came out when I was, I was housing room because the first trailer came out and it was the one, not really trailer. It was just her sitting, playing the guitar. You remember the one, you know, where mm-hmm. Joel walks in, all the dead bodies are there and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And I remember, uh, who was it? Was it, I guess, I guess Neil Druckmann, I guess, yeah. uh, came out and said that if the first game was about love, this one's about hate literally, in my opinion, that's all you yeah. had to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because there was there was no there's no reason to speak anymore about that. There's none you need. And I agree with you. I think you need to let the game breathe. Here's what I'll say about the last two months, though, that might just just kind of play devil's advocate. Although I, I, I agree with you 100 um, percent. This game got pushed back twice in the last two months because of covid-19. And I almost wonder if like a lot of these statements came out and then they were like, cause like they were the, you know, cause you always have that. You have that. Um, cause we're seeing it with Tsushima goes to Tsushima right now. You have that like, uh, particularly with Sony seems really good at this where it's a, with all, all, all is quiet on the Western front. And then just, you know, like just an inundation of content right before it comes out. It reminds me around here of like, uh, politicians who will put out all their signs three weeks before the election just so everyone can look at one day and be like, oh, wow, there's a lot of signs for that guy. You know, it's, I think it's a very similar concept. And I almost wonder if that's what happened because they had to do that. They See, they went through the they went through the pre-release cycle twice on this thing because it wasn't like with Cyberpunk where Cyberpunk comes out in September and then they're like, now it's in November. It was like, you know, this thing comes out in May. Well, this thing comes out like in really like, March first, I believe, and then then it comes out in May, and then now it's coming out in June. So you have these like really like tight windows. Um, but I, I would say here's the thing with Last of Us Part Two, with the game that's this serious, with a game that's attempting to to do something this different. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Let things uh, speak for themselves. I'm tired, and, and and that's and that was what the that, that was the whole issue with the dog stuff. You know, is that someone released and yeah, there's dogs in this game. You're gonna have to kill them, and then that's why you know GameStop was like, you have to kill these dogs, man. And it's like, you know, and 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 that was a there was no need to even say that. You know, imagine I'll put it this way: imagine out that you had no clue that there was going to be. And I, and I hate to harp on the dogs, but let's just harp a little more. <laughs> imagine you had no clue there was a dog in this game, mm. and then the first one you came across, it comes up, it snaps at you, and you kill it the way Ellie does, which is one to the gut, one to the throat, and it whines and dies, which is horrifying every time it happens. Mm. Imagine you had no clue that was coming. Can you imagine the effect? Like I would, I probably <laughs> like as a, as someone that's seeing of a dog right now. Like, I would honestly have had to put the controller down. But right. I was able to kind of, like like your friend, kind of like mentally prepare myself for it, you know? And so, like, if you're going to tell this story, yeah, I think you need to shut up a bit. You know, if you're going to tell a story <laughs> about feeling guilt, well, let us feel guilt, you know? Right. Now, here's what I will say, though. Story-wise, <laughs> there's not, yeah, at least for Ellie's part, um, there's not a whole lot of... Um, it's horrifying, but it, I think they had a really hard time uh, humanizing the villains. Um, and, and, and in fact, I don't even think they really tried to humanize the villains. When you're like watching the militias or like, you know, like, I mean, the you go to this one town and like there's like these notes that are like, well, Isaac killed another household because they were painting on the walls. And like, I mean, you like find like all this <laughs> stuff that tells you how horrible they are. You know, like it's really, once again, it's like, I'm not saying they shouldn't have had that stuff, but it's really hard for me to be like, it's really sad that I'm killing this guy who's probably killed 50 innocent people, you know, up to this point, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so like that's, that's different, but, but yeah, but yeah, the, the, I think that tangent was completely relevant, uh, to mm-hmm. the conversation cause, and I think it's relevant to what a lot of uh, publishers do, um, and uh because I, I think cyberpunk honestly is releasing too much I mean I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm not it hasn't stopped me from you know like digging into it uh, so I'm a 100 a hypocrite but I do think they're releasing too much about it um you know and so like a lot of these games uh particularly in this day and age you've got to avoid you basically got shut yourself off in order to to make this you know to go in with any type of surprise but back to the lecture at hand anyway yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: Abby Abby talk about Abby, Al. Abby. I'll talk about Abby. So, um, bring up, bring up the pay, bring up, bring up how they, how they pace this game too. Okay. If we're going to do a spoiler, yeah. do full spoilers. I want you to bring up how they pace this game. Cause I was very annoyed. Okay. I'll,
1: I'll be happy to. So I said, so one of the things I texted Josh, Josh was like, y'all, when we were playing this game, we were basically playing this game at the same time. Josh was like ever so slightly behind me throughout it. Yeah, about Um, 30
0: minutes behind you all across the board. Yeah.
1: Um, It was kind of incredible (laughs) just how the timing worked out. But um, at one point, I forget if I texted you individually or if I texted the group chat, but um, I, I texted Josh and I was just like, Naughty Dog is so good. At just at just obliterating the narrative pacing of their games and um and you know what screw it i'll take this opportunity to crap on uncharted four um there's a point in uncharted four where there's there's a long set piece where like you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff you're like crashing an airplane or like crashing a boat and all kinds of crazy stuff happens and there's there's a bunch of gunfights. It's one of the most engaged I've ever felt while playing in while playing an Uncharted game. Um, and then the thing that immediately follows that up is the island chapter of Uncharted 4, which is just the slowest, most scripted, most agency deriving <laughs> part of a video game I've ever played. Climb the wall. Yeah, it yeah, was just like, str- the struggle to climb up this ledge, <laughs> like, the rocks are gonna yep. crumble under you, but you'll be fine, yep. like, <laughs> it's insane. Um, this game, uh, The Last of Us Part 2, um, I want to clarify so nobody thinks I'm saying a good thing about Uncharted 4, The Last of Us Part 2, um, this game, in my opinion, would be... I would safely and confidently say is one of the best games I've ever played. If it did not have a similar, just narrative stopping transition that happens right in the middle, like right in the climax of the game. Um, And
0: what,
1: and what happens is um, you go through the introduction of the game. To me, the game really doesn't even start until after Jill dies um everything before is just
0: cuz cuz to say and 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 I want to point this out because I think it's important to to talk about how they could have done it better the Joel dies and then it goes day 1 and then you do that day day 2 day mm-hmm. 3 and day 4 okay and I think yeah. that's important and I agree with you the game doesn't start until that happens
1: yeah um so like so Joe dies Ellie, understandably is distressed. Um, and, she, and she goes t- to find Abby and the other people who had a part in killing Joel. But Abby is her primary um, target because she was the one who f- physically tortured and killed Joel. Um, there's also like she's going to go f- find Tommy as well, but Herbert, as everyone will be honest, that's her main goal <laughs> is to find yeah. Abby. Um, so only goes and tries to find Abby. Uh, as Josh said, it's kind of structured of day one in Seattle, day two in Seattle, day three, day four. Um, and what you do during those days is it's actually split up and paced really, really well amongst, you know, this part of the section is more exploration. You can kind of free roam a little bit if you want to, but not in terms of like open world or sandbox, just like. You can explore and scavenge as you would in a zombie apocalypse. Um, and then and then once you move past the exploration, or if you don't want to do the exploration at all, which I think you're insane if you don't want to, but after you're done with that part, you go into the heavy story stuff where you're basically tracking down leads and hunting down parts of the group of Abby's group um, who came to Jackson and kill Joel. And like you basically find them you either kill them or you um extract information from them um let's say and then kill them or you find them already dead yeah um until you get a lead where you think is going to lead you directly to abby you get there you kill the two people there um abby's not there unfortunately so you go back then the the real like climax of the game at that point you think the real climax of the game happens if Abby shows up at like the theater that you and your allies are using as a base. Abby shows up there totally catches everyone off guard. She shoots and kills Jesse just un- just unceremoniously. Just mm-hmm. he's just gone. Um, she has Tommy just kind of trapped and is basically using him as a hostage. Um She has Ellie at gunpoint because she's threatening to kill Tommy. And, like, they exchange a few words, blah, 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 things go like that. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is it. What's going to happen next? Holy, holy crap. Like, this is is crazy. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's have our showdown. I want to know what was going on. Well, pump your brakes, big guy. Yeah. Because we're going back. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to stop this right now and we're
0: going and we're, by the way we're going far back we're going okay?
1: back we're going back to like a couple days before the end of last of us one like, like we're good yeah. we're going back um there is something i forgot to say josh i talked a little bit about it before um the days in seattle are kind of split up with these flashback sequences that ellie has which are fantastic um they really serve to kind of um grow and develop the relationships she has uh, with joe but also uh, with tommy as well um uh, which is really interesting I think I think the relationship between tommy and Ellie and how it develops over the course of the game is one of the really underrated parts of the game I'll get into that a bit more in the future but um but that t- so that's a good example of how to break up the pacing of it because the game is very heavy it's very it's very dreary some would say right um, it's very heavy stuff and kind of cutting it up a little bit into like some flashbacks that kind of show some some bright points in those relationships some tense points in those relationships that's kind of a good way to break up the pacing and kind of give yourself a little breather and things like that um anyway climax happens freight train hits a wall and you're just like okay let's go back you need to know some things about abby the game confidently told me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so we go back and we find out that Abby isn't just a former Firefly. She's not just a high ranking officer in the WLF. Um, She's actually the daughter of the surgeon who was going to perform uh, the surgery on Ellie at the end of Last of Us Part One. Um, That's not how I'd
0: describe it, but fine. Okay, okay. So um, he was gonna murder Ellie in cold blood, but that's, that's right, fine right, too. Right. Okay. I got you. But yeah, carry yes. on.
1: Um so we go back to that. We found out about that. I love <laughs> occasionally I, I like to plug the content creators I really enjoy, and I'm gonna go ahead and, <laughs> and do it. even though he has tens of millions of subscribers, he does great content. Um, after I finish the game, I watch a little bit of um the Let's Play that Jacksepticeye is doing of the game. Um, I love Jacksepticeye. He's very wholesome. He does a lot of charity work. Very good. He's a great dude. Um, but I was watching him play the part where you kind of go back and play as Abby during those early years, back in The Last of Part 1, and his reaction to this is is that he's literally just like... I won't say the exact words, because I know Jacob wants to, uh, is to keep it EG-13. But his exact words when he does the flashback scene with Abby is, okay, this is fine. I was about to have a showdown, but now I'm... Having a zebra, this is okay, I guess. Like, yeah, that's, that,
0: that's the other part about it. Al. If I can interject real quick, is that sure. It's the his it, that that section. Even even if even if you're an Abbey fan, okay, that section is the worst part of gameplay in the whole game. If you remember, you start off and they throw you in this wood, okay. Yeah. Then then they give you the most arbitrary like, and and and, and look. I'm excusing this game of just because of how brilliant it is. It's level design, but like it has the most arbitrary, like you have to stop here and figure out a way around stuff I've ever seen. And that was the worst one because you have to throw a bottle through a window and then throw a lasso through the window and then climb up on a roof to get over a fence that is literally six feet tall. And he's like four foot five. So like, it's like it it is the worst second of gameplay in the whole thing. I'll let you carry on, but I had to point that part out since you had brought it up. No, no, no,
1: no, fair enough. Fair enough. But the reason I bring up um, uh, Jack's reaction to that scene, um, again, if anyone is curious about uh, big YouTubers who aren't scumbags, um, you should go take hey out Jacksepticeye. Um, again, very wholesome person. But um, the reason why I bring that up is because the zebra thing, to me, is the first really... Inconsistent thing that this game does with Abby's whole story and character arc, and I don't gonna,
0: inconsistent, but uh, I'll let you go.
1: Okay, and we're gonna see it happen again because you've got you've got this big section where Abby's dad. At this point, you don't know who Abby's dad is, but Abby's dad goes out of his way, um, goes out of his way to enter this zoo. And he finds a zebra that's trapped like um in like some barbed wire. Um, I guess. To me, it looks a lot like the on um, the trip wires that are used for like explosives. Yeah. So <laughs> gave me Ajita when I first saw it. But anyway, <laughs> he goes out of his way to save this zebra that's caught in barbed wire. And like he enlists the help of like Abby, he enlists the Help of Owen, who if there's a character who's possibly worse than Abby in this game, it's Owen. But I'll get to that later. You need to help of these people to help him free this zebra from the barbed wire because I I guess because I guess the thing they were trying to show is that like hey this is a really this is a really compassionate dude. He wants to you know, he wants to help the zebra. You know it's an endangered species. You know This zebra is you know it's you know, was recently pregnant, you know, just had a baby zebra. Baby zebras are adorable. You know, we got to save this zebra. Um, the next thing you see this guy do is go back to the fireflies base, have a discussion with Maureen from the first game about how, look, I know she's a 15-year-old girl. But, like, I got to kill her. Well, I got, I got, I got to kill her. I know I just went out of my way, like way out of my way, risked both me and my daughter running into infected and getting getting killed or transformed to save a Zebra, but like, that got, got to kill this fifteen year old girl. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. Am I sure that it'll work? Nah, but I don't know. Well, <laughs> like, uh, like, okay, oh. all right.
0: OK, uh-huh. so so you're right. I think that's a really, really abrupt thing, but th- th- this is what I'm talking about with, uh, with sometimes I think this game might be a little too subtle for its own good. And here's here, and, and so, so so you got to do a tangent on on PR. I'm going to do a tangent right here. OK, sure. so I'm going to plant my flag right here on one of the or uh, er, er, from what I see, one of the most talked about controversies in video games. OK. The Fireflies are the bad guys, okay? They're the bad guys of Last of Us 1. They're the bad guys of Last of Us 2. It's one of the reasons why I don't think Abby's redeemed because her whole redemption is to get back to the Fireflies, which turned her into the evil person she is. And so like, so, so, so when you say, so like, for example, when you say, cause I have the exact same thought process, like, I oh, he's going to say the zebra is going to kill Ellie. But that's the problem with the fireflies is that they exist on this holier than thou level from everyone else, their entire, their entire organization exists on this level of we're up here. We know what's best for everybody and no one else does. Okay. And the best part about this, okay. See, I played Last of Us Part One three times. Okay. I put so much time in that game because I thought the story was great uh, and everything. And this is what I'm talking about with subtlety, okay? When when at when Marlene is getting ready to kill Joel, or like when Joel is, is is like when Marlene tells Joel that Ellie's going that they're gonna kill Ellie, okay? Mm-hmm. And like is basically like I'm letting you leave. You know, and, of course, you find that note later where, like, Marlene had been told to, you know, kill Joel, okay, because even though he brought this girl across, literally across the country for you, just go on and kill him for all his trouble. But Marlene, you know, is like, I'm going to let you leave, and she says this to him. She says this exact wording. She says, don't waste this gift, Joel, okay? When Abby pulls a gun on Ellie, okay, do you remember what she says? Yeah. She says we let you live, we gave you a gift and you wasted it. Mm. I do not think there's any way that that is a coincidence. In the same way, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't, I don't think. I, once again, I'm like, look, here's the deal, okay? And and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this. Uh, I try not to do this, okay? Because a lot of, because I, I wonder if some of this is me bringing my own biases into the game. But I'm trying to give Naughty Dog the benefit of the doubt here. You know, and say that they're trying to be subtle here because you're right. If 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 that zebra scene is jarring, okay, you know, in particular with what comes after. But if the concept is that the fireflies are this holier than thou group, okay, that just like that that I mean, their terrorist organization are no better than W F in my opinion, mm-hmm. okay, and they're 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 just uh, in my opinion evil, okay. If if that concept is correct, okay, then I think it shapes everything you see about Abby's story and everything you see about, you know, everything that happens with the Fireflies. And another reason why I know this, is if you remember one of the one of the flashbacks, another jarring moment in the flashbacks. So Joel's like, Ellie, for your fifteenth birthday, I'm gonna take you to a museum, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, they go to this museum, they have this really cool bonding moment that's, like, I'm actually still emotional about it because it's about two hours after Joel dies. And, you know, and, like, you know, I'm so I'm still dealing with it, but they have this moment, they have these great conversations, everything. And Ellie wants to go to this other part of the museum. And she goes in there, okay? And she gets in there, and she can't get the door open. And so she's, like, so Joel's, like, we'll find our door. And she goes to this museum, and, like, there's these... Things on the wall, okay, that says, you know, like, I'm sorry for what I've done. Like, it's painted on the wall. And then, like, another one says, I killed the four guards. The fourth one was crying about his family when I did it. You know, another one's like, we tortured him for information. You know, uh, we burned down the house with the children in it. And then the very last one has a symbol of the fireflies. And then under it, liars, right under it. Mm. And to me, like... (laughs) <laughs> they don't come out and say it, but in my opinion, Naughty Dog wants you to understand that the Fireflies are horrible, horrible, evil people who are no better than anyone else that, that, th- th- than the WLF or even the Seraphites because they're just as extreme. They don't care what they do to get their job done. You know, they don't care. I mean, even Tommy, like, early on, like, when you're learning about that guy, Eugene, you know, like, you know, Eugene uh, is talking about the... You find that note where it's like, you know, Eugene left his family to join the Fireflies, and there's this note that's like, come back. They're extreme. They're crazy. And then, you know, like, Dina tells you that Tommy and Eugene have this whole aspect of their life that they don't talk about because of all the horrible stuff they did, you know? I mean, everything about them is just horrible. And at the end of this game... At the end of this game, Abby's redemption moment is to go back to him, you know? and and I don't think I don't think that's supposed to be redemptive. I just don't see it as, as that at all. Um, so so yeah, so I, I yeah I agree with you. That's a jarring moment, but I'm trying to give Naughty Dog a little credit here. I think they want you to be like, you know, this guy is going to save the zebra, okay? You know, and he's going to self-righteously talk to you about why he's going to save the zebra, and then he's going to self-righteously talk to you about why he's got to he's gotta kill a 14 year old girl because (laughs) he knows what's best for the world over anyone else, you know? And, you know, to me, that's the, that is the, that, that theme overall, there's a lot of things, the last of us, but the theme of like maintaining personal humanity is just so central to this, to both games. And in my opinion, the fireflies have none of it. So that's my tangent on the fireflies, uh, but yes, I will uh, forgive me. I'm sorry, no, but no, I'll talk about Abby now. <laughs> no, no, you're fine.
1: Um, so yeah, so you have on that flashback. Have Abby reacting to um, Joel having killed um, her father when he rescued Ellie um, from, you know, being slaughtered. Um, which, as I'm sorry, y'all, as <laughs> as they. As a scientist, I can't let this fact go by. Um, there, there was no, there was no certainty the guy could have had to say, no, this is going to work. I'm going to be able to use this unclear, vague thing in her brain to to form a successful vaccine. There, there's no way he had any certainty of knowing that.
0: Like and that's it the certainty that's, that he's that he's above everyone else. Like,
1: that's not that's not how science works. Like you can't try something for the very first time and be like, I know for a fact it's going to work. That's if anything, that's the polar opposite of how science works. Anyway, sorry, I could not let that go as somebody who works in sciences. Uh, but anyway, um, so you have that scene, and then it goes Seattle, day one, and that's when like my heart kind of dropped a little bit Mm -hmm. because I knew I was just like oh no (laughs) I'm gonna have to play as Abby through the entirety of of the game I already played and like I held out a little bit of hope I held out I was just like there's gonna be like one scene they're gonna show that's supposed to be like some kind of twist or something and then I'll go back to where I was at the hotel And then, what broke me is one of the first locations you go to when you're playing as Abby on day one in Seattle is there are pills that you can use for upgrades. And I was just like, oh, come on. (laughs) As soon as I saw those, I was just like, no, there's investment now. Like, there's there's gameplay investment in playing as Abby now. There's a whole
0: whole skill tree. (laughs)
1: I'm going to have to do this now. So, um, as I get to that point, Um, this is where... This is this is where naughty dog the I'm sorry. This is where naughty dog tr- starts to kind of lose me a little bit because I've seen people talk about it. I've seen where they could get this idea that when you play as when you play as Abby, starting from that flashback to the Last of Us One up through Seattle Day Four, essentially, um, is that they're trying to humanize Abby. And they're just like, no, they're trying to show you her side of the story, and they're trying to kind of win you over so that there's there's some tension when you return to the climax. Um, I don't see it that way. Because they make almost no attempt to show that Abby is not even just an inherently human person, but like they really go out of their way to show that like she isn't even an okay
0: person. Yeah, she's a bad person. Like, yeah, like she's a bad person. There's a part I, where Mel says, "You're a piece of." Yeah, yeah, you're a piece of. And and Mel's completely within her right to say that. Oh I yeah, think.
1: oh yeah, for sure. That was very cathartic for me when I got to that cut
0: kind of scene. I was just like, "Yeah, you tell her, Mel." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but say, which is one of the things that, like, because I've read the same thing. I just want to ask you real quick, do you do you think do you think Naughty Dog is really attempting really attempting like to to humanize her? I don't
1: I can't for for writers and developers who gave us the last of us part one, I I personally can't allow myself to accept the idea that they're trying to humanize her. I think yeah, the, I don't I think think the that, writers they have also
0: have the more I talented totally than Yeah, I, I really don't think that's totally what's happening. Here's what I will say. My opinion of Abby did change a little bit towards the end. Okay. In in, in that in that I did have something of a connection with her. Mm-hmm. Um I do think I do think that there that that there was a that she wanted to do something good. But, Al, do you remember her her reasoning? Her reasoning, okay? Her reasoning for, uh, and I think these two characters, we have to talk about Yara and Levin, because uh, I oh, think yeah. they deserve a lot of discussion. Oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. Do you We're remember her reasoning for saying? Do you remember her the reason she gives? And she gives it twice. Do you remember the reason she gives?
1: Uh, I do, but you're so excited I'm going to let you say it.
0: She says she's <laughs> guilty. She says, yeah. I feel guilt. Now, now the, th- the interesting thing is, is like so, like so. There's a lot of people. Even Donkey did this. Said that you know it's it's like they're trying to mirror Joel and Ellie, but Joel loves mm-hmm. Ellie, okay? Mm-hmm. Like okay. Joel, a connection. To Ellie. Yeah, you know, there's 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 a there's a difference in doing something for love and different doing something for guilt. And I, and once again, like you, I think if like you know it, the. I've got to give Naughty I'm trying to give Naughty Dog Benford out here and be like, I think they know that, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I think, I think they have a general concept of that. And so I don't know, you know, so when people say that, um, I, I have a hard time, uh, um, you know, understanding where they're coming from because I think the stories are so different,
1: right. you know,
0: yeah. carry on. No,
1: no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, it kind of actually leads into what I was going to next. Um, there are, there are two, there are two defining things that stick out to me when I'm playing um, as Abby, um, that I will use until the day I die to say that Abby is inherently a bad, bad person. Um, one of them unfortunately can be missed um it actually happens early on in day one of seattle where you're playing as her you go out on like a um you go out because isaac the leader of the wlf who that's a whole other character i have opinions on isaac calls them up to on the main base um and so you're traveling there and she and her comrades if you will um, are talking about some of the stuff that has recently happened uh, between the WLF and uh, the Seraphites, or as they call them, Scars. Um, and they bring up, and this is an optional dialogue bit, you won't get half of this if you don't like hit triangle at the right uh, time frame. But um, if you're playing the game the right way, then you'll always hit triangle and get all of the dialogue, because it's important. Um mm-hmm. But um, there's a point where they're talking about an incident where some of the Seraphite, they call them kids. They might be teens, they might be school children. I don't know. They don't specify. Um, that some kids had like run up on some WLF soldiers or like thrown rocks at them. I forget exactly what the scenario was. And the they WLF attacked. It a lot of attacked, things. attacked. Attack, yeah. It couldn't mean anything. Attacked the um, so WLF soldiers, and the WLF soldiers shot and um, c- c- killed them. Um, and Mel is having a moment of just like, that was really hard. I don't know if I can come to terms with that. I don't know if I can agree with that. Like, they were kids, and like, we basically just executed them. And what Abby says is, I may be paraphrasing a little bit here, correct me if I'm wrong, Joshua, What Abby says is, nah, those kids had it coming, that's on them. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And I was just like, am I supposed to be relating to this character? That's the first part that I was just like, they can't possibly be expecting me to like side with Abby at any point. Because she just said about the homicide of children that... They had it coming, and that's on them. Like they can't. I oh don't know. That was the first part <laughs> of her part of the game that really made me think. Okay, like, nah, sh- she's a bad person. The second part, I I challenge anyone to disagree with me on this. Anyone, because the second part cannot be missed. It is not an optional. Yeah, it is not an optional part of dialogue. I'm skipping a couple of things right now, but we'll get back to them. The second part that sold me on Abby being a terrible, bad person is when skipping ahead a couple days, get to day four, Abby goes to the theater. She's very angry that, that Ellie has killed her friends. You get into this kind of boss fight where you're playing as Abby, which was very surprising and very unpleasant to me where you're trying to, <laughs> where you're playing as Abby and, and trying to kill Ellie hated that part. Um, mm-hmm. But get to the point where you're basically done with the boss fight. Everything else is going on. It's like a scripted pre-render cutscene and stuff. Um, and uh, and Ellie's uh, c- c- girlfriend, T- 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 Ina uh, busts into the room, tries to save Ellie. Abby has her in like a headlock kind of thing, has a razor to her throat. Ellie says please don't, she's not a part of this. Abby says something hypocritical if I remember. And then Ellie says, please, she's pregnant. And Josh, I'm going to pull a Joshua right now. Josh, do you remember what Abby says?
0: She says good. She (laughs) says good. She says good.
1: After, Ellie, see, at the End of day three, I guess it was, or day four. I'm not sure how it's come together. But when you're playing as as Ellie, one of the last people you kill is Mel. And Mel was pregnant, which Ellie did not know. And when Ellie realizes it, she basically has a panic attack. Because she she cannot deal with the dissonance happening within her of, yes, this person deserved what she got, but she was pregnant and that takes this thing to a very different place for me because Ellie has a soul and a conscience. (laughs) You get to Abby and Ellie looks her in the eyes and says, please don't. She's pregnant. And Abby's only response is good. Yeah. That's like, you can't sell me on Abby being anything but a psychopath at that point.
0: Yeah, well. Yeah.
1: Like I'm the average been... the aver- the average bad person would at least say something like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's I mean, almost uh, that... if it wasn't so terribly dark, I would use my favorite expression, which is it's hilariously evil. Because yeah. at that point it was almost over the top. Like this is ridiculously a bad person. But anyway, you go yeah, on. With, well, I... Yeah.
0: Well, I, 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 I don't, here's the thing. I don't think it's over the top for her um, because I think, but once again, okay. This is why, this is why the ending, the ending strikes me a lot differently than a lot of people because I don't think she's going to be okay. Like, so like, so, so, okay. So, so, I, so I'll pick up from here for a second. Okay. Sure. So the, the, the way they, the way, if you believe if you believe all the hype that they try to humanize Abby, the way they try to humanize her is that she has this moment where, uh, she's, uh, she gets captured by the Seraphites and, um, there's two runaway, uh, uh Seraphites. Okay. that you run across, there's an older sister named Yara. Um, there's a, another Seraphite named Levin, which I thought, um, well, they did a really good job um with levin um in the sense that uh uh working with his with his and, and i want to talk about this more but like working with his turmoil of the religion he follows and yet uh his identity right um i thought they did a really good job talking about the the, the point to find out levin um uh is a is a is a, a transgender person and um and uh I think Levin is actually like, and I, and, and I remember talking to Levin If you, I send you a, 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 a point, like I, like I said, I said, I'm with Levin now and you were like, Levin's great. And I think Levin, honestly, is probably my second favorite character in the game mm. after Ellie, of course. Yeah. Um, because Levin, Levin does every, every aspect of Levin's journey, uh, makes a lot of sense to me because mm. he's a pure, he, 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 he almost runs on, uh, pure emotion. Um, And yet, um, everything that he does, um, because, because he's such an emotionally attuned person makes sense. Um, and so there's a, there is, there is, even though I think Abby is like horrible, there is a, (laughs) there is a strength to how the story is told for her by taking this person who is like extremely black and white to a fault. I mean, absolutely to a fault to the point of being evil in their black and white. And yet placing her with this person who is an emotionally, you know, really an emotionally intelligent person to the point of being almost too good to live in the world that he's in. Mm. Um, There's a there's a strength to doing that. Um, But 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 anyway, to get back to this, Abby has this moment where. Uh, You know, she decides, like, uh, she she leaves them, she protects them. There's this fantastic moment where they're running through the forest uh, with just the the torch, which I I will remember uh, for the rest of my days. Those visuals, it was just great how they did that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you protect them. And uh, uh, Yara had had her arm broken. uh, And, you know, uh, she has this dream after she sleeps with uh, Owen um, because she has no moral compass and neither does owen um <laughs> and so like so he has this dream and she wakes up She has a dream where they're hanging and she decides to go back and get them and that is the beginning of her quote-unquote redemption story okay um because and and and, and the thing is, is like the the only reason she doesn't kill dina okay is because mm-hmm. levin looks at her and says, you know, just says Abby and, and was like, was looking at like, what are you doing? Like what, yeah. seriously? Yeah. You know? And uh, you know, because Levin up that point really hadn't seen that part of Abby. Um, and so there's this like, there's this sense by the end of it, what I get with Abby. Okay. And, but, and I do want to come back to the page soon because I think this story could have been told differently in a way mm-hmm. that, uh, would have made more sense okay right. okay there's a sense to me though by the end of with abby's story that abby is in my opinion okay this is my opinion of this character who has only done one selfless act okay there's this sense that i get with abby where she has placed you know her chance at redemption in this idea of protecting love and and getting Levin to a place where they can both function kind of thing. Okay. Um, that's how I see that relationship, okay? Because I don't think Abby Abby has shown at no point that she can, you know, evolve past this just very angry person that she is. Um, you know, and and to me that's the that's the real um that's the real core of her character is that, you know, her She's you use psychopath. I mean, but she's like, she really, she is someone, you know, who was brought up in this mindset of we'll see every, see Abby. Everything we're doing is the most important thing that could possibly happen in the entire world. Okay. And she keeps that mindset. I'll tell you what turned me against Abby. You mentioned two things. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one I think is also optional because it's technically a note you pick up. Right. But when you're, when you, when you're uh, exploring the aquarium for the first time with Owen, You go up to the top and you, um, there, you find this note where, uh, you get the idea of father father's talking to two sons and he basically states like, Hey, there's food here. Uh, you know, if you need it, just take it and leave. I think you're correct. This place is going crazy. Uh, if you find, if you find, you know, comfort with the Seraphites, go do it. Okay. All right. And so like you read that note and then you go up to the top of the, of the, of the aquarium. And like, he's, he's got, he's sitting in this chair and I kind of got the implication they killed himself. I could be wrong on that. But anyway, he's holding, he, he's holding a note and you pick up that note. And it's this note from the sons to the father or from the the older son to the father, where, the, where it says, um, you know, like we're joining the Seraphites. Ah, uh, you got you know when the when the when the soldiers killed Mom, you said nothing, okay? And you know, so we're going to go and join the Seraphites. And he said, and he takes the note, you know, of course they all put them in the back pocket. And he put in the back pocket. He says something the effect of, like, uh, you know, I can't believe anyone would join the Seraphites. And I'm like, you just read a note, okay? <laughs> where the people, the people that because like the thing, see. And this is what I'm talking about, the subtlety aspect of it, that I think is almost a detriment to the game. Because to your point, if you aren't picking up every note, okay, then you might even agree with Abby. You might even say, like, well, yeah, I know somebody killed their mother, but like, you know, you know, like you don't join a bunch of crazy cultists. Well, here's the thing though, Abby. If you if if you read every note, like if you're with Ellie, okay, and reading all the notes about the the towns that the WF has you know, destroyed, okay, and wiped out. When you're reading all these notes, you find out WF has been there for 20 some odd years. They've been around there for a long time. There's absolutely no way any other soldiers killed that mother, okay, because there's only one soldier presence in the entire game in Seattle, and it's the WF. So that means, so that means, okay, and, and, and if Abby knows that, that means she read this letter where, basically saying the people that I'm on the side of killed their mother and their children decided to join the seraphites i personally can't understand why they would do that like she <laughs> has no concept she has no concept of like any viewpoint but her own mm-hmm. at all okay and in my opinion the only reason levin and yara <laughs> get saved or whatever is because for whatever reason they come into her viewpoint as people that need to be saved. But once again, it's not out of some type of like goodness. She says mm-hmm. twice it's guilt. And so when she rides off into the sunset and goes to find the, um, goes to find the, uh, fireflies, which I think from the end where it's supposed to take. Cause like, you didn't know like the start scene after after the new game plus thing. You didn't know that the start scene is Catalina Island, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, with the boat dock there. So I think we're supposed to take it from that, you know, that they found the fireflies and like what I you know, like at the end of that I'm just like, well, good for them. You know, there's you know two more, you know, <laughs> two more people for your, you know, like I am better than everyone and my opinion is the only opinion that matters lifestyle. Um, you know, and and I just I, I, I I really struggled. Um, I will say this about Abby, and and well, I, I want to ask you real quick. Did your opinion of Abby ever like? I mean, did 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 you soften towards Abby at any point or anything like that? Um, I man, it, it's hard to say because I liked
1: I liked the relationship that developed uh, between Abby and Um uh, I think. As you said, one of the main reasons why I love Lev as a character is that he brings out um, the only real glimpses of humanity we see in Abby. Um, um, and I don't know. I don't like Abby, man. Uh, I mean, I'm, well.
0: Yeah, (laughs) i don't know i don't know man only the the moment the moment that to me uh kind of softened me towards her um and like and once again this is this is all in the moment to moment gameplay no i did not like abby okay um i have to look one of the the, this and this is this is why this game's masterpiece in my opinion is like you can't you can't really jug or have thoughts about this game until you finish the whole game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And once again, like, and, and I, I keep saying this, I'm giving nolly dog, maybe a little more credit than they deserve, but, you know, having seen who Abby's father is having under knowing the, what he grew up in, um, knowing the, fact that you know her uh, you know the 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 idea that she joined the wlf okay for for a while there i was like well, whatever right their show like <laughs> there's we keep bringing up these all these horrible abby scenes the first time you meet isaac okay <laughs> isaac is like torturing this dude okay and like gives the knife to another guy's like make sure he stays awake you know and like abby is utterly non by this okay like just like Yeah, you know, just basically another Wednesday, you know, we're gonna go get a burger after this kind of thing. You know, like, she just doesn't care at all. And, you know, that's another one of these moments where it's like, you know, she has a completely, Ellie pointed out very early on to Jesse, these people are not like us, okay? It's the complete opposite of Jackson, okay? (laughs) You know, Tommy, right before Joel gets shot, is like, y'all should come back. We got electricity and food, you know, and everything. You're like, oh, okay. And then, of course, everything goes downhill, okay? That's the complete difference between Jackson and what the WLF stands for. And so, right, so there I was like, well, obviously she's not a good person. There's nothing about her that's good. But here's the thing, Al... She's she, raised in this environment, she knows nothing other than that environment. Okay, so if, if, if you run off the concept that the fireflies are bad, okay, if, if you if you agree with that, if you run off that concept, I think her character's a little more nuanced than uh, than a lot of us are giving it credit for, uh, for either a just being a redemptive character or b just being a horribly bad character because, in a lot of ways, you're seeing a character. That's completely molded into being what she is. You know, she is a, you know, a trained killer soldier, you know, without any type of, you know, regrets whatsoever. Um, Because WLF, that's all they employ is trained killing soldiers with no regrets. There's several times where like, hey, you know, the news came down, uh, kill all trespassers, you know, on the spot, you know. Well, trespassers are literally people that are just, like, traveling, you know, you have no clue, you know, who, who, you know, when you shoot them, who they're going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's, that's who she is as a person. Um, And so, like, towards the end, I softened to her a little bit, okay? When there's a part where uh, Yara dies, because, of course, Yara dies, because everybody dies in this stupid game. Um, Yara dies, okay? And uh, there's this huge, um... You know, huge set piece on the Seraphite Island, uh, where you know the uh, the WLF has come to attack, and like everything's just going like going horribly, like it's just this battle and it's just horrific and everything. And Yara gets shot and killed, and like there's a point where like they get away from the WLF, and you know, Lev Levin says, in my opinion, really correctly points out to Abby, you know, those are your people, Abby. And Abby looks at Lev and says, "You're my people." Mm-hmm. And there's to me that was a that that's a watershed moment for Abby because it's it's literally so it, it, it's the first time that she is accepting someone that doesn't fall into her byline of what a, a proper person is. And I don't and here's the thing, but real quickly, I don't mean that because uh Lev is a is a is a trans is, is a trans individual. What I mean is that Lev is a scar and for the first time you have this this moment where Abby has someone within her uh within her circle uh that she is close to that is her people. Okay. Mm. That I think added to her character. Okay. That being said though I'll give you that. Again, if her entire purpose is to get to the fireflies all you're doing is taking is is taking you know this this lesson that you've learned and going back to this group of extremist individuals um who are willing to do whatever to get their um to get their uh me- to get their mission done okay uh which is why i do think there will be a third game um because I, I honestly think, the on, I think the only story left to tell at this point, uh, and the one that's left over, is Abby knows who who's immune, and there's only one of them. And if you're the Firefly, and you go back to the Fireflies, you know, I mean, to me, that's the next story. Um, you know, I'm not saying that story needs to be told. I want to get to that in a second. But I think that's where it's going. Gotcha. Um, but... Uh, um. You know, so, so like, so yeah, you're right. Abby's a bad person. Um, I, we're, we've, we've already taken up a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to rush this out, but like, we are we are, you know, I, I don't want to turn this into a massive podcast either. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I do want I do want to talk about this. Okay. So we've talked about the story. Um, here's my main, so Abby, from a story standpoint though. Okay. One of my main issues with Abby though. Okay. And this one I'm talking about, and I think what you're talking about pacing, my issue with Abby is this. Okay. I bought the $180 version of this game, okay, which means, because I wanted it. I wanted, I love Ellie as a character. One of my biggest regrets is I didn't get uh, the big version of Last of Us when it came out because I wanted the Joel statue, so this time I was definitely going to get the Ellie statue, and I have no regrets about that. The problem I have, though, is there would literally be points where I've spent, at at certain point in this 30-hour game, probably... 12 hours with 12 to 14 hours with Abby. And I just look at the screen and look at the nice Ellie statue that I have and go, I'd really rather be dealing with <laughs> Ellie on this yeah, uh, because like, because it, it's, because it's more than just Abby takes up time. Al Abby has like all of the, like the, all the best set pieces are with Abby. Yeah. Like the, the, the run through the forest, which I talked about is, you know, like, you know, and, and I'm not saying Ellie doesn't have good ones. Like Ellie, you know, like, uh, has, I mean, because there's not, there's not bad set pieces in this game. Okay. But the thing, the striking visuals that you're going to remember until maybe the epilogue, the striking visuals you're going to remember are um, Abby running through the forest uh, with that torch. Uh, in my opinion, the the best infected scene is when they're at the top of that hotel trying to get to the bottom, and it's just like literally the infected are coming out of the walls at that point. Yeah. Um, that's an Abbey scene. And then when all hell is breaking loose on Haven and everything's on fire, and you're on that horse and you're riding through, and like you, you've got to make these real quick decisions on mm-hmm. where to jump and everything and all that stuff, that's an Abbey scene. Yeah. And so all these like really hardcore emotional set piece points. They're all with Abby, and it's like, you know, you 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 sold us on an Ellie game, and unlike and 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 to me, it's not like it's it's not like a Metal Gear Solid Two thing, okay? We're like, you know, like yeah, Raiden's there, but like Snake is really doing all the really cool stuff, you know, like he's the one fighting, you know, even if you're not playing as him, it's different. It's like Ellie, you know, like literally, Ellie all of Ellie's stuff is pretty much the exact same. And then like you get all of the great set pieces for Abby. It just really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, the only like, you know, I like it up until the end, because, you know, of course the final scene is, I think, I think fairly iconic. Uh, I think, I think it could go down as fairly iconic between, uh, I, I know, I know, I know you have a disagreement on how, how it could have happened a better way. And I don't totally disagree with you, but the uh, the the visual of these two <laughs> completely physically, mentally, spiritually emotionally drained people fighting mm-hmm. in that water with the two with the two boats, I think is um, that I think that's a pretty powerful moment. but mm-hmm. um, but that's that's the only powerful moment Ellie really gets, you know, other than what I will say is in the it never stopped being uh heartrending to me when ellie there's there's four or five times where ellie will hold out her hand and try to get stop shaking um that is the that never stopped being powerful to me um but other than that it's 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 really a lot of it's abby's story and that just bugs me and so i I, i'm gonna propose this to you and you tell me if you think this would have i think the story would have worked better okay if it had been, and and because because this is how the story starts anyway. So I don't know why you didn't keep doing it. Day one, Ellie Seattle. Day one, Abby Seattle. Day two, Ellie Seattle. Day two, have I don't. Why, why do you think they didn't do that, Al?
1: I don't know. I had a s- similar thought um as you. I kind of thought that like well it would just kind of feel better and flow better if it was kind of alternating things like that. It would have been a lot more interesting. It would have softened and basically avoided just kind of the blow of like, oh, you've done all this stuff. You're at a climax. You're at a showdown. We're going to stop now. Go back. Um, Yeah. I, I agree that it would have been an improvement on it. I I don't think it would have solved what is in my opinion, this the central problem. The central problem is you just spend too much time as Abby. I think yeah, I, I agree. Th- I think I think if you cut Abby's parts in the game to under 10 hours, I think it would have been a massive improvement. I really do because you don't you don't get any like (laughs) you don't really get any worthwhile scenes until she teams up with Yara and Lev like you really you really don't you can skip the first two days of Abby's story and not really in my opinion and not really lose out on anything big that's kind of how I feel about it so I think I do agree that you're probably right I would have paced the story a lot better if they had done kind of alternating days from alternating perspectives, but I do think the central part is that you just spend too long as Abby there's no need to play as her for that long when you're so anticipating and so enjoying. Uh, playing as Ellie. Also, one thing that did really bother me about the gameplay, I didn't want to talk about it earlier because we were doing spoilers yet. When you play as Abby, it frustrates me to no end that they revert back to the breakable, craftable shivs. If Ellie has a handy, <laughs> durable blade to kill infected and people yeah. with, then why would Abby not? have a similar i don't
0: know anyway <laughs> that did really frustrating i do i could totally that, and, and like i don't think um i don't think it would have changed anything that much um there because the for well for a couple reasons for a couple reasons, first and foremost is that with the exception of the sniper scene okay which you know, I'm assuming you know I'm talking about where yeah, yeah, you know sure. Tommy is shooting at you. Yeah. With the exception of the sniper scene, as Abby, because of your loadout, man, the infected are they ain't nothing. Okay, by yeah. the time you the really they're only they're really, only during that hotel scene are they really that challenging, and that's all. But by that point, you've got a flamethrower, you've got <laughs> I mean, you've got a lot of stuff, and so like to me, I'm, I I was similar because I was like. You're, all you're doing is just making the stealth parts more difficult for the sake of making them more difficult. Yeah. Because there's, you're right. There's absolutely no reason a you know a malicious soldier should have a kabar knife of some semblance that isn't going to break, you know after you know three uses. Um, there's absolutely no reason for that. Um, so yeah, I agree. That 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 really did annoy me uh, quite a bit.
1: Um, um, should yeah. we?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think, I, we think we need about- to, I think we need to try and wind down <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so let's let's. Okay, I want to talk about the ending, and then I want to talk about one more thing, and then we're gonna we're gonna try. I, I, I forgive me. I know we've got a lot to say about this game. That um, yeah. should, if, if you're listening, that should tell you uh, the power of this game, in my opinion, because we got so much to say about it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. the ending. Okay. Um, the ending you said, I and I, I don't totally disagree when you told me about. It, you said you thought it was kind of uh, thrown together. Um, I didn't feel that way in the moment. The moment playing, I can admit now that part of that is just the other joy I had to be playing as Ellie again. <laughs> like I mean, yeah. it's like <laughs> I, it, it really is a heartic moment, you know. Like you know, like because because there is this there is this like really. Um, there is this really like sad moment with Ellie where Tommy comes back. And at this point, Tommy has, um, you know, has really radicalized, uh, and for, in my, you know, he's missing an eye. We tell, you know, so like, I mean, you know, okay, I I get it. I'm with you. I feel you. I feel you, Tommy. Um, and he's like, you know, we, this is, we know she's here. Okay. And uh, you're at Santa Barbara, California, and she's like, you know, I he's like, I can't do that. And of course, Dina chases him off, and you know, and at this point, like Ellie and Dina have moved into this beautiful farm on the countryside. Uh, Dina, you know, has has had her baby. Uh, you know, Ellie's playing guitar. You know, uh, Dina is you know doing paintings. Uh, they listen to Crooked Still, which I thought it was amazing that Crooked <laughs> Still. Uh, is in this game um you know they're they're so good a, like a, they're they're a, for those of you who don't know they're like a really I, I mean they're 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 not famous at all as a blue i mean they're a bluegrass fan that's not famous at all but they're amazing and i'm hoping more people listen to them okay so like but i you just have these all these like little moments then tommy ruins everything and so as ellie you go back to santa barbara Ah, uh, you do get to play as Abby one more time, which is just like, in my opinion, just like Naughty Dog maybe kicking you in the face. I don't know why they're doing that. You play as Abby one more time where you find out where the fireflies are, and Ellie. Then you play as Ellie and you're tracking them down. And at this point, like you said, it was thrown together. I don't disagree with you, but man, the just the sheer, you know, the fact that I was playing as Ellie again, <laughs> and just you know, you know, taking people out and you know, and taking the you know and you know and and you know like uh, you're uh, you're probably right. Uh, so, okay, talk about the rattlers real quick. They're the third they're the third militia or the third group that you run into, okay? Yeah. Um so talk about them real quick.
1: Sure. Um so I didn't like the rattlers at all. I might be in the minority on that. I don't know. But um I did like the rattlers at all. The rattlers felt very Again,
0: out of all the antagonists in the game... Can, 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 I, can I just crap on a property real quick? <laughs> sure. Real quick, okay? The Rattlers, to me, felt very Walking Dead.
1: Yes, yes. I'm glad you met. Actually, it's it's crazy how in sync we are tonight because I was about to make an analogy that is just like that. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, the Rattlers, to me... And first of all, this game... I was talking about it to Josh earlier in the week. This game... As it's it's got too many antagonists, like it's got it's got too many antagonists, man. Like it's got you've got the infected, which everybody like forgets about. (laughs) Essentially, when I hear people talking about the antagonists in the Last of Us games, they never talk about the infected. The infected are supposed to be like the the OG problem in the universe. You have the infected, you have the WLF, you've got the Seraphites Um, Even though the fireflies aren't prominently in the game, you find out the fireflies are still there. They're still around. Um, And at the end of the game, you have the Rattlers. The Rattlers are just unnecessary. Um, The Rattlers... The Rattlers are... The... Hey, gone of the last of us Um, in that the writers were convinced that they had to have a new villain to introduce towards the end of the game. They had to have a new threat. So they threw in the rattlers who are just weirdly evil, apparently for the sake of being evil. And here's what I mean by that. They're, they're just ridiculous. Again, if the game wasn't so dark and emotionally exhausting, I'd say they're just hilariously sadistic because they don't just like capture people. Right? It'd be understandable. It'd be more understandable if they were the type who like they had a community where they were doing pretty well and they did not want strangers to come into that community because of you know, economy of resources or they didn't trust them, or whatever. And so they either shut them out of the community or they just killed them on site. Neither would really paint them as good guys, but what we get instead is people who, and I guess I agree with Josh now thinking about it more, they're probably slavers take people they find randomly, turn them into slaves to work in their compound. And when they try to escape as anyone with half a brain would try to in that s- situation. They don't just kill them, they turn them into infected. And th- the whole time I was seeing this happen, I was like, "What? why? why? <laughs> why what are they getting out of this? <laughs> like, why is it just easier to kill them? The, the, fewer things have, like, scratched that, like, that schadenfreude itch. I have I've had with video games that when you play as Ellie, you go into their compound and like you unchain the infected to allow them to attack yeah. the rattlers. That just that was yeah. great to me because it was just like man, screw y'all. This this is unnecessary. This whole operation
0: is yeah, unnecessary. It it, it it never stopped being fun. To do that <laughs> I think you get three opportunities to do that. It, it's never yeah. not great.
1: That's great. Um, but yeah. I don't like the Rattlers. I t- told Josh this earlier in the week when we were talking about it. I think it would have made more sense. It would have uncomplicated things a little bit at the end of the game for the final threat for both Abby and uh, for Ellie before their final confrontation was just like a horde of infected. Um, I think that would have been a lot more and aging to fight and advocate your way through i think it would have been um a more meaningful way to kind of close out the game is kind of taking it back to kind of the og threat like okay you killed a cult you killed the wlf you you know if you're playing as abby you switched sides a couple times you killed both you got over the human threat now to get what you want you have to go through this og inhuman um force that's in your way i thought that would have made a lot more sense as a way to end the game than to introduce a new faction that's just ridiculously evil beyond reason but
0: i don't know you, you, I you thought might that. not be wrong there um here's here's what i will say about them okay first and foremost the game, and I don't know if you had the exact same experience with me that, that I did, okay? Um, there's a part early, there's a part right when you come to Santa Barbara where you have to go into this house that has a clicker and two of the new shamblers and then two of the, the only way I can describe is like Velociraptor type uh um, <laughs> the the ones that like hide around and like jump out and like then run off and they're just annoying. Uh, and you've got to deal with those. Uh, and you're in this like kind of cramped space. that's difficult in this house. I had a little issue with that. And then I just rolled through the Rattlers. I mean, like it wasn't even like it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't even difficult. And I, and I, and here's the thing. So like, um, I'm not going to give Naughty Dog too much credit on this one, okay? I don't know what they're trying to say with the Rattlers, okay? Um, You called them eye-rollingly evil. You're probably correct on that, okay? Although I will say I did watch a video earlier today where a woman is holding up a Confederate flag and telling this group of black men that she's going to teach her grandchildren to hate you. Uh, So I don't know if there is such a thing as eye-rollingly evil anymore, okay? Um, But... You're probably correct. Okay, they are ridiculous. Okay, um, but they're also like <laughs> just like so inept uh, compared to compared to the other uh, force. So like you know the way Ellie Ellie essentially escapes uh, the trap that they set and um, escapes getting killed by. Them, correct me if I'm wrong with this, but by joking that one of them looked like they had defecated in their pants. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is how she gets away, and then. They try to, the the guy's like, I'm going to like try, try to infect you with this other, because they've caught this other infected and they're like, I'm going to try and infect you, you know? And then Ellie does what every other person on the face of the planet would have done if they were being held, you know, like that. And it's just like, I'll just slightly move to the left and you'll take the bite <laughs> instead of me. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's just it's so stupid. And the guy who's most like Negan, is just sitting there and doesn't know how has a gun and instead of just being like, because like that guy's already dead. So I, I I was sitting there going like, you know, when it happened, she just grabs that guy's gun and shoots him in the knee, and he has no reaction to it. I I don't know. I, there was a point of me and when I was looking back and like, are they like taking a shot at Walking Dead here? Because it's like, <laughs> you know, because like because when you when you read the Walking Dead comics and you watch the show, by the time you get the knee and you're like, somebody should have taken this guy out like you know, years ago, you know, he's <laughs> just, he, you know, and like, I, I, there was probably a that, um, but I, I'm not going to give too much credit. I personally think they wanted to have, they wanted to have a different environment and they didn't, they wanted to have another gun toting group. And so they were like, here's some flavors for you. And there's a note that it's, it's the, it's the group you learn the least about, um, and so, like, there's a note that you pick up at one point. The reason I think they're slavers is because there's a note you pick up, and this uh, wife is saying, uh, "You know, my husband died uh, picking her tomatoes, but I'm coming back with a group, and we're gonna wipe all y'all out." Um, you know, so like, it's you know, <clears throat> I, I, I don't think they, I don't think they matter because all they are is a is a excuse to get you to Abby at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, And to your point, since they don't matter anyway, that excuse probably could have been the infected. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, to me that, um, uh, to me that would have been, it would have been real interesting because like the thing is is like, um, it would have been real interesting considering how Joel Mm dies. If Abby and Ellie had to fight off a bunch of infected together, And then that's how the final confrontation happens because it would have mirrored what happened at the beginning. Um, So I, I, when I, when you said that, I thought about that and you're probably right. I don't, I don't like to do a whole lot of like, you know, well, if I was writing, this would have been better. I don't like to do that whole lot, but I agree. Like they are, they're the least, they're the group you learn the least about. Um, You know, you, you don't, you don't meet you don't know about a leader. You don't know about, you know, yeah, the only thing you know about them is you know they capture people when people try to escape they turn them into uh zombies or they basically crucify them <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. uh you know um and so like so that leads us to the end uh yeah. basically you find abby uh, <laughs> you know uh uh ellie cuts cuts her down uh she cuts abby cuts levin down says there's a boat over here um and Ellie's like, I can't let you leave. And then, so you have this fight and this fight's interesting to me because, and maybe, I don't know. Here's why this fight's interesting to me, okay? When I, when I was doing this fight, um, other than two, there's two like match the square button moments, okay? Other than that, I gave Abby a lot of credit and Abby's actually very weak in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of moments because of course she's half dead, and I thought it really added to it because there's a lot of moments where, um, like, like, you know, cause you know, Abby's this like train killer. And like, I was going circles around her and I almost have to think that that was a design choice because mm. when you finally, cause like particularly after the last quick time event, you, I dodged her one time and then just punched her until it was done. And it was like, um, I, I, I thought that was interesting because you know a lot of a lot of boss fights you know like this fight you know was supposed to be um you know this fight is supposed to be it's like this this moment of just like you know just like you know just really like you know okay you know ellie you got your butt handed to you the first time you know this is gonna be difficult and then it's really not and like i don't think i'm that good at this game okay i don't i' i, I, I mean there's a there's a joke to be made there but seriously, I mean I died a lot in this game like there's a there's a lot of moments where you know I was like I cannot believe that happened to me like I'm how dumb am I? I don't think I'm that good this game. I think there's a design choice at the end of this game where you know you are beating Abby to death and by the end of it, you know like when I when you got when you've got her and you're drowning her by the end of it like even as I'm doing it. Um You know, and, like, I don't want to be – it really feels like I'm kissing this game's butt a lot, and I probably am. But by the end of it, I was literally, like, going, like, man, I really – I don't want to do this. Like, I I really don't want to do this. And the reason – and, like, and and, and it's not because – it really had nothing to do with Abby. Like, I mean, you know, Abby – you know, honestly, Abby can die. I don't really care, okay? But, like, but the – but, you know, when you're – when it's Ellie, you know, and, like – and this is why the pacing's so off. Every say at the end of every single day, you watch Ellie fall apart a little bit more. And when you get to that point where you are just like, you know, killing her uh, in basically cold blood. And and I was like, I just I really don't want to do that. And when she did let up, you know, and once again, I'm real I am I'm, I'm I'm giving the writers a lot of credit here. I think I I don't think there's a single line dialogue in here that's throwaway. Okay. You know, her exact quote, if you remember is take him and go, okay? And, you know, here's my interpretation, okay? I'm going to get my interpretation out. I really desperately want your interpretation of the scene, okay? Okay. Here's my interpretation. There's a flash moment when you're doing this where she sees Ellie, where she sees Joel dead, okay? You know, she sees it happen. And instead of emboldening her to kill Abby, that's when she backs off. Now, here's my interpretation of that, okay? She knows Levin is in there because she has had her own <laughs> slightly psychopath moment, okay? Right. Where, you know, she, she's like, you can't leave, If you try to leave, I'll kill him, okay? And I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in Ellie's head too much. I don't know if she would have or not. I don't really think it matters, okay? But when she lets him up, when she lets Abby up, and she says, take him and go, In my opinion, when she sees Joel, there's a sense in her where she's like, well, you know, if I kill a heavy, you know, I'm killing this person that had nothing to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like that's the moment where she realizes, like, if I'm doing this, finally at that moment where she was, if if I do this, then I'm really no better than, than her. Mm -hmm. Because she, because she, I think, I think she's seeing Abby almost as the protector of of Lev, in the same way that Joel was the protector of her.
1: Right.
0: Um, that is the only moment where I would see Abby and Lev in the same way as I see Joel and Ellie. But I think for me, it's only from Ellie's perspective. If you're why, if, as as the omniscient observer that you are, not to get too literature. Crazy here, but as the omnic observer as, as, as that you are, if you're watching this and playing this and watching it unfold and you see Abby and Lev as a stand-in for Joel and Ellie, then I'm just sorry, like you need to go back, take a literature class or something because they're not the same. <laughs> but I think there's very real possibility there that Ellie sees sees a correlation, you know. Right. And she realizes that, you know, that if she does this, she's going to be exactly like Abby is. And that's not something she wants to be, which is why the final flashback scene is so important. Because the final flashback scene is essentially Joel, without saying it, saying your life matters. Because there's a point where there's a point where Ellie says, you know, I was supposed to die and my life would have mattered. And Joel says, you know, and it, it, I almost stood up and clapped because I've been saying this, you know, for I've fought with so many people about Last of Us Part One. It's not even funny. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. But Joel basically says, if I Lord gave her a shot, I would do the exact same thing over and over, over again. Mm-hmm. And then they just let it stay. And in my opinion, the way this game ends for me, where Ellie's at. And, and I, I think it and I do. I think it's a bittersweet ending because, you know, Dina is gone. You know, everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's abandoned. Uh, not abandoned her because she she abandoned them. But, like, right. you know, like, she's by herself. But it's like it's, it, it's this prospect of, you know, she has faculty and she has the ability to affect change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where she's at at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is there a possibility that that is the, you know, gosh – you know who thinks he's a doctor of literature uh <laughs> reading way too much in this game 100 percent. but that's kind of where i see this how i see this game ending but i would love because i know you said you you had, you had said to me the, the ending left you feeling a bit hollow i don't disagree with that i think it's supposed to kind of feel a little hollow yeah uh, particularly got when you try to play the guitar at the end that just like broke my heart man like that just yeah. That just killed me, you know. Um, so, so how do you, how do you, how do you see the ending? How do you interpret it, Al?
1: Yeah. So, um, so I was really excited to talk about the ending, um, and like I think, I think your experience and interpretation of it, uh, um, it definitely has a lot of. Um, it's got a lot of ground to it. Um, I definitely see that um, being like the official interpretation that like the developers would say if they ever were to, I hope they don't ever, but, um, but um, the way I interpreted it um, and everyone who listens to this and reads any of the stuff i put on the website, um, here you go. You guys get one. Okay. You guys get to hear me say this once. Okay. I'm never going to say this again. That last fight between Abby and Ellie it reminded, it reminded me of the ending of T- T- Dark Souls. Um, because, nice. yeah, yeah. There you go, everybody. You get one. You get one time of hearing me yeah, compare games the to Dark Souls.
0: There's the one. <laughs> um, but, but, the Dark Souls AAA game. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know.
1: Um, but I want to explain that, though um because josh i know you've played a little bit of dark souls but you haven't played the whole series uh, i hated it yeah sure sure um you are within your right to, <laughs> you're within your right to hate it um but let me tell you about how the series ends because the, se- the official end of the series is the end of of um the Ringed city t- t- elc in dark souls 3 um that came out gosh that came out f- f- four years ago now that's crazy um mm-hmm. But, um, and how the ring city ends is that um, basically how the main campaign of Dark Souls 3 ended. If anybody is listening to this who hasn't played Dark Souls 3, just stay with me for just a second. The way the main story of Dark Souls 3 ends is that uh, the player character um, has a decision to make. They have to decide either to rekindle the flame which basically restarts the world restarts the timeline of history or they have the option to essentially smother the flame of the world and kind of say no this timeline has been lived and rewritten enough it always it always ends the same way i've had enough it's over either way and and this is intentional for uh, with the writers of chrome Either way, it kind of does the same thing. The world ends. Either it ends to restart or it ends to end. Um, The Ring City DLC, the basis for that part of the game is that regardless of the decision you made, the fact that you chose to end the world, essentially, is that the timelines are converging. So this is where Dark Souls 3 really ties all the Dark Souls games together. Uh, Dark Souls 2 previously had been kind of uh, forgotten about and forsaken. They bring a bunch of Drangleic stuff into the game, all that good stuff. The way it ends is that you go through the ringed city. You fight, as in PC fights, you fight a bunch of the characters and heroes from the past games. You fight um, a shadow copy of Ornstein from the Ornstein and Samoa fight. Um, you fight one of the Elder Dragons, uh, and you get to the end of the Ring City. At the end of the Ring City, the final boss fight is against a character called uh, the Slave Knight Gale. And Gale's whole thing is that he pledged himself as a slave knight, as a enslaved protector, to one of to one of the members of of the royalty in Dark Souls. Um, the royalty, she um, was a princess, is dead. Uh, so Gale has n- no purpose in life. He's kind of lost his mind a little bit. He's sitting at the end of the Ring City where everything is ending, and he's waiting just for something to do, essentially, to kind of fill this void he has. Um, you, as a player character, you fulfilled your purpose in the game. You chose to end the world or restart it or end it or whatever. But you've filled your purpose. So you really have no purpose or point as you go through the Ring City. And the final boss fight is Slave Knight Gale, who's lost all purpose he had. Player character is kind of lost all purpose he's had, he or she. All the previous heroes are dead, and as the world ends, these two characters who kind of have lost everything that gave them purpose, that gave them a reason to live life, are locked into a fight that, at the end of the day, isn't important. Because the world's ending. that kind of emptiness, the kind of hollowness, um, from that set piece in the ring city DLC, I got those very strong vibes from this last fight between Ellie and Abby because Ellie at this point, she walked away from, from Dina and the baby. Um, she had already, she she and Dina and the baby had already walked away from Jackson. Um, She had lost Joel, she lost Jesse, um, and she had gone to do this last thing. Um, Just find Abby um, and kill her. Um, Abby, at this point, she's lost her dad, she's lost all her friends. She has this one thing she's holding on to in Lev Um, we, as people who have played both games, know that the Fireflies are trash. So her last, (laughs) her last bet in this world is to go to a faction that are trash human beings. Um, and they're locked in this fight. And I think I really like your interpretation of the flashback to Joel that she has when she's like strangling and drowning Abby, because at the end of that fight, you say that she sees the parallel between her and Joel and Abby and Lev at that point which I don't think is wrong what that struck me when I was playing the game though was that that flashback to Joel was Ellie realizing this isn't important anymore like this is this is a this fight is a is a war of attrition this is just too drained scarred Empty people, <laughs> without any any r- real direction, left, just trying to kill each other as the world ends around them. Um mm-hmm. That's kind of the interpretation that I had when I finished the game.
0: Is yeah, that, I think it, I think that's I a fantastic correlation. I've never played Dark Souls, so there you go. Like I think I think that's a really good correlation. <laughs> actually um you know i i I think there's a few more stakes i think maybe uh like i said because lev's there you know like i mean i mean i I have a hard time believing that ellie's gonna be if she kills abby go back hey lev let's go back to jackson i just i don't (laughs) see that happening uh so i think there's a few more stakes there uh but yeah i think you're correct i think it's this, just like so, so maybe, but but here's 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 one thing though that, that so like and so tell me if you agree with this. And so like a lot of the, and we've really got to wrap this up, Al. Yeah. Like we've really got to. But like, Same. um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of the reviews I've read, um, Kotaku, Polygon, Vice, um, The Ringers, which actually I thought was probably the ringer I thought had the best harsh review of it um a lot of the reviews i've read of it the ones that are kind of like ambivalent towards it um and by the way when i say it trust me there's a lot of reviews that are just like they're just like me they're just like this is the best game ever you know like but like there's a lot there's a lot of reviews uh from the from the contrarians that you think of like kotaku polygon uh vice vice is vice and then of course the ringer where they they make the statement, all all of them make the statement to in some way, shape, form, fashion, where they go, you know, all the characters just go and they, you know, they're they're just they just kill and they keep killing and they don't learn anything. And by the end of it, you know, you just watch these characters who, you know, haven't learned anything, and you know, and it that just happens. And I and and like when I finished the game, you know, I I really had a really like ugly reaction against that kind of review because I don't understand how you could go through this story and get to the end of it. And look and, and and the thing is like, I mean, I if, if look, it's a brutal game. And if you ever got to the middle of it and you and you if you told me you got fifteen hours in, and you're just like, man, I've killed that dog seven times. I don't want to do it again. And you just put it down, I would not blame you. Okay. Yeah. But I don't understand how you could get to the end of the game and say that none of the characters have changed. Because if the characters haven't changed, then why didn't Ellie kill Abby? You know, I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's that's the basic. That's the to me the basic, w- w- which was the main reason why when I got to the end of it, like from a storytelling standpoint, I was like, man, I really just hope like you know she doesn't kill Abby because like at, like because that would essentially be. I mean, that would be you know, you know. And then, and then, and then everyone, and then, you know, like everything was horrible forever and ever, you know, and it would, and it it would have, it would have struck me completely wrong because, you know, like I I do think it tries to take you on an emotional journey. I think sometimes, like I said, the game is a little too subtle for its own good, I think. Um, And I, and, and Naughty Dog's kind of like this. I mean, Naughty Dog is, I, 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 I think Naughty Dog right now, uh, I know you're not a fan of the Uncharted series. I'm not really a big fan. But if you look at them from Jak <laughs> and Dax, the Precursor of Legacy, to Last of Us Part Two, that is one of the best runs of video games any developer's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, but I, I also think sometimes they're a little too smart for their own good. And, um, you know, but I do think that, like, there is an emotional journey at the end here where these characters, characters you know I, you're right i think hollow i think there's a lot of like you know none of this stuff matters anymore concept but here's the thing al even in saying that even in getting to the point where none of this matters proves that something matters if that makes sense because if if, if there is something because if 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 you have lived your life all the way up to this point you know, to or or if you've lived the last few days like Ellie has up this point to kill Abby, and that's been like your one thing. That's the thing that made you leave Dina. That's the thing that made you leave the life you had. And then you get there and you don't do it. Something has to have changed. Like there has to have been some kind of, you know, uh, you know, change in her to do that. And and same with Abby. You know, if like I mean, like I said, I you know, I'm I'm not I'm not all that confident that Abby is going to be redeemed, okay? Um, But something has changed in the fact that, you know, she's left behind, you know, you know, every bit of life she knew. Granted, she's going back to an old one, but at the same time, she's going back to an old one with someone that you know, a couple days before had she just seen on the side of the road she would have killed. So the idea that these characters are static I have a real problem with because I think at the end there is a seismic shift for both of them, um, which brings me to this: why I think honestly, I don't know how you how you don't have a third one at this point. Now I know you had stated you you're not comfortable with there being a third, or or, or if there is another one that you want other characters. Um, I don't really. One, because i don't and it's, and part of that i will admit is because i, look, I just think the character of ellie's so great um there's very few characters that i think are as real and lived in in video games than ellie um you know there's very there's i'll say this okay i don't know if there's ever been another character that i have spent as much time with ellie where i go where i'd where, where i have been in at some point go why'd you do that ellie you know what I mean? Like, there's never a point with Ellie like you're questioning, you know, like her her reasoning or anything like that. You know, even when she's even like, you know, like, you know the the difference with Ellie is like you connect that character so much that like it hurts you when like she's going through this. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I, I like, and 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 I and I will readily admit probably one of the reasons why I want another game, but here's the deal Here, here's here's my Here's the, here's what I want from another game. Give me a third game. We can end Ellie's story. Okay. Because I, I, I don't, I don't see how it can end um, with the way it ended here. Okay. We can end Ellie's story, but if you bring in another character, I don't care who it is. If you bring in another character and have them take up 14 hours of a 30-hour game, like I've, I've, I've given you, I've, I've given you leeway on this one, Naughty Dog, because I've tried to see what you're going to do. But that one, I don't. I I that there's there's gonna be a. I'm not gonna be as charitable the next time that happens, mm-hmm. um because in my opinion that's unnecessary, um you know particularly because, um I don't think there's a point where we're supposed to emotionally engage with Abby. I think with Abby, if 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 I'm correct in the story beats. I think with Abby, we're supposed to ex- instead kind of be a little repulsed by her, and and then and then kind of be a little repulsed that when she does make the good decision, she follows it up with another bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like you know, if you're going to give that character 14 hours uh, in a game like this, I think you made a drastic, um, a, a really, a really bad judgment call there and it's really the only reason like i would say this game's not as good as the first one is because of that um but yeah so that's where i'm at on on a third one i'll give you the last word al uh i know you had originally said you want um if you if they are if there's another one you want different characters uh thought process on if they do a third one what would you want to see and we'll end on that
1: um yeah Honestly, yeah, I'm still, I'm still where I was at. I think if they do a third one, I, I would want other characters and other stories to be told. Um, I think, I mean, you say that like, you know, you don't think that like Ellie's Ellie's story can end here. I've heard people say that like they don't think Abby's story can end with. Uh, uh, with where it was at I think Abby going back to the fireflies is a perfectly good ending for her Um, but yeah I just I think about it and like a part of it is kind of like what you said is that I like Ellie as a character so much that I almost err on the side of I don't want to see any more of her because I don't want to see any more bad things happen to her (laughs) in her life. Um, But I just... I love the universe. I don't want this to be the the last game of The Last of Us because I love the universe. I think it's really interesting. I think you can tell really intriguing stories about it. But I think that the introduction of characters like Yara and Lev kind of show that there are really intriguing and engaging stories that can be told with new characters if i'll tell you what if they do a last of us part three if they do a direct sequel i think the only character i would be okay with sharing uh playtime as ellie with is lev is if they did an as if they did an older lev Kind of exploring where
0: he ends yeah, up with I the mean, fireflies
1: and things like that. That'd be the only character I'd be okay with splitting playtime with uh, with Ellie if they do a direct sequel.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't totally disagree with that, except for the fact that, like, once again, it's this idea of like, you know, that then that character would have to kill like seventy-five people. To get, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, like I really. Like, I really, like, I know this is not realistic at all, okay? You know, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of having this headcanon thing where I'm like, maybe Lev just, like, goes to Fireflies and becomes, like, a really good chef or something, you know? Like, I don't know, like, it, cause, like I don't want that character, you know, that character is so, emo- like, like I said, like, it, it, it it's, it's, that character is such a bright light here, okay? Um, because the character that's supposed to be bright, light, like Ellie, has sucking so much in the darkness. That character a bright light, that like I don't want to see that character, you know, murdering, you know, people. Like I, 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 just, I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, carry on. I sort of give you the last word. I'm sorry. I just had to say that.
1: No, no, it's okay. But yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at. I would like to, I would like to see a new story with. Um, some new characters be told because I do love the universe. I think the potential is there. I don't think it has to be tied, um, to characters, um, but, um, yeah. If I'm being honest, I don't think they'll do that. If they do a third game, I think it will be a direct equal to part two, but um,
0: but yeah. I just uh, okay. So, um. Uh, Real quick, so you're you think Ellie's story can end this way? I think
1: I think that if Ellie's story were to end this way, with kind of you know, because we don't you're entirely right, we don't get a nice like bow tied kind of ending to her story. We see her leave the farmhouse. um, We don't know where she goes. A lot of the theories online say, oh, she's going back to Jackson. I don't think Ellie would go back to Jackson at this point.
0: Not in a thousand years. I don't think think that would happen at all.
1: Um, I think I think though that them giving us a unsatisfying ending to her story or lack thereof if you will um is almost kind of appropriate for these games and for this universe is that kind of highlights this idea that like first off the story won't always go the way you think it will and sometimes you don't get everything you want i mean that's if there's, you know, there's a lot of themes and arcs to Ellie's story up to this point, but I think that's one of the stronger ones is that Ellie is as good of a person as she is. She's a character who, despite deserving a lot, does not get everything she wants. And I think that would almost be a hitting a end to her story to not get a decisive end, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean you you're you're probably correct. I just feel like I I don't know, it just it just feels like the middle part of the story to me. And like and and you're right. I mean, maybe last of Us is just like, well good, you know. You're right. I mean, you know, you're you're not going to see the ending. You get the middle part. and That's it. But it just kind of feels like there's a there's an end result. And and, and and once again, I realize that's because I have um, spent way too much time analyzing these two games. And so for me, you know, the, the idea of faculty and purpose, uh, you know, which I think are really big themes, you know, almost like it's almost like existentialist in a lot of ways. Because it's mm-hmm. like the idea of like, you know, what is your what is your place in this world? That's what that last. Because, OK, I'll, I'll say this. and then, And once again. I I know. How many times have I said I'll end after this? Anyway, <laughs> here, here's why I will stop. Okay. Yep. I would agree with you, okay? But that last cutscene or that last flashback with Joel where she's remembering that, that does not seem like an endpoint to me.
1: Hmm.
0: It seems like, you know, a it seems like there's something on top of that. Because that's the first, because like the whole, the whole issue there is that, you know, Ellie's struggling with what her place in the world is. Okay. Um, you know, and like, if your endpoint point of that is like, Ellie's wandering off and not knowing what her place in the world is, you're right. That might make sense in the sense of like, you know, well, you know, you don't get what you want kind of thing. Okay. Um that that would make sense in that and in, in, in that context but if you're looking at a structure in like a you know and in, in in a story like this is the point where it's like okay so like you know you had joel you know showing ellie you know how to survive and things like that and rescuing her and then you had joel basically telling her you know that look your life matters without really saying it but that's kind of kind of where you're at and then you just end it there i mean it's it, it, it it's it's like i mean it's like it, it it's an origin story that doesn't have an ending you know that's in a lot of ways it's like um i don't know I, 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 look i i i'm really okay in a way i think there will be a third one um but um i don't know uh if if they said if if, if neil Druckmann. And like all of them came out and said, we have expended so much time and energy and have gone to so many like horrible places in our mind that we don't, whatever did our last of us, you know, our next game is based on Dora the Explorer. I would not be shocked (laughs) at all. Okay. That would not surprise me in any way, shape, form or form. Um, So, so yeah. Um, Al, I think, you know, listen, man, we've put uh, about two hours, 20 minutes work in here. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, I think this was a very good discussion. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it speaks to the power of this game and the strength of this game, no matter what your opinion of it is. Uh, I think it speaks to the strength of it. That we talked for basically two hours and 20 minutes, and uh, there's stuff we left on the table. Um, oh, yeah. So... Um, so my last, uh, my last word, uh, this evening, uh, is to uh, thank you for once again, excellent, uh, insight. Uh, one of the reasons I was really looking forward to this is because, um, you know, I, I always, I always look forward to your insight into this stuff, um, because I think you bring a brand new, uh, you know, co- uh, bring, bring in brand new concepts I don't even think of. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you, your ending, your, your interpretation ending and my interpretation ending, even though I think they're kind of on the same level. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think, uh, that made me think and, uh, and, uh, that's, that's really what I think this game is trying to do is make you think and whether it succeeds or not, um, it's definitely one that you need to play. Uh, yeah. you know, I think, I think that's, that's where, I think that's where we'd end on it. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, so uh if you uh if you've been listening to this uh you know and um you have any thoughts on the game of course you know uh, this this will uh this uh, podcast will be up in the next couple of days on the website probably on facebook it should be on spotify uh, either way uh contact us and let us know what you think of the game uh mm-hmm. as you know uh you know what you think of our thoughts on the game um you know let, let us know uh, your your opinions on this uh this is a game that fosters discussion and we want to discuss it, um, you know. Unless your, unless your opinion, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy because I always we say "phantom" is for everyone. But if your opinion is going to be like they shouldn't have had this many LGBT characters in it, I just, I'm not, I, I'm probably not going to listen to that one. Okay, I'm just going to plant my flag there. Okay,
1: yeah,
0: um, it goes but, for me but, too. But if you have, <laughs> I'm sorry, Al.
1: I <laughs> said that goes for me too. I'm not,
0: I'm yeah. not here. So, yeah. I'm not here for yeah, those okay. kind of
1: discussions. <laughs>
0: No, I'm not either. I just, I, I'm just, I, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just too tired. Of this. this is 2020. It's been a rough year. I don't want to deal with that. Okay. Uh, but, um, you know, but, but if you want to have actual discussion, we, we always are uh, content with that. And with that in mind, uh, as we always end on these podcast uh, from uh, Al, the Red Lanyard, from me, the Sage Josh, Phantom is for everyone. And uh, we truly believe that. And we hope to continue to foster that uh, in everything we do. So with that in mind, you'll have a good night, have a good week, have a good day, whatever, wherever you're listening this from. Hopefully this helps you get through it. And uh, we will talk to you soon.